Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I can honestly say I'm sort of built for this. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. No, Steiny, Larry Kruger holding it down as we take you to 2 p.m. Having fun on a Friday, Larry. Damn, the Dude, play would have been yesterday. Ev's, Ev's just killing it on these yeah, bumpers, man. 50, Look at that. Hey, it ain't 50, it's 50. Yeah, 50 cent. <laughs> Larry, would you have been at the parade somewhere doing your show? How would that oh, – were you all set up? Or did, did you get that far? Oh, uh, no. I didn't, okay. I, I wouldn't even let myself think about the parade um, just because – It's been a while, man. Uh, yeah. I, was at the, I was at the 1981 parade. No, Larry, come on. I was. I Seriously, I was 11 years old. <laughs> my, my dad used to work for the San Francisco City Attorney's Office, so his office was right next to the mayor's office. Um in in the front of city hall so we were standing out on the balcony literally 12 you know 20 feet above dc dwight clark wearing the full oh, mink man. coat and the whole deal um and that was the first one and i would absolutely love to see another 49er parade um I was picturing it, man. I was picturing it, but no, I did not. It was make ten any to plans. three and a half, Larry. And I'll say this: I didn't feel like. I didn't oh, feel, you never. You didn't feel no, good. No, I didn't feel okay. good. I didn't I, feel good. You know, Mahomes. It's Mahomes. Yeah, but yeah. I was worried about, and I get that. And we want to hear from you. We see you on YouTube and Twitch. Hit us up triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Larry and Guru holding it down. Larry, I just have diehard Niner fr- fans, friends, and family. That had this saying that was real. When we go, we win. And it went, it started in 81, and it was true. It was five times true. Hilarious three in a row. I know. Two that you had against the fat man in, 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 in Mahomes, man. I know. It's 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 uh, it's 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 frustrating. At the same time, it's like you have to appreciate the fact that you're a fan of a team that's it's made not, it to three yeah. Super Bowls. The winning. And you know, there's you know any number of teams in pro football that would gl- and fan bases in pro football that would gladly change places with you. So you have to appreciate what you got, but then you also have to be you know refuse to be satisfied uh, with what they got. I mean, in some ways, I feel like you know the Niners become a little bit like your team, uh, the Cowboys. No, they can't even get there. Well, the Cowboys. So you're can't. right. They can't even get to an NFC champ for real. Yeah. So go ahead, Larry. You're right. I'm At least you get there. Like, the Niner fans. Get there, but you know, being a consistent bridesmaid and not the bride, the Buffalo Bill type of thing, yeah, yeah is, is tired and mm-hmm. old. And, and, um, you know, I the one thing is, I do get a chance to talk to guys like John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan and some of the players. There, they man, there was a they had the right attitude, they had the right approach. It wasn't like they weren't, you know, they didn't have a total dedication. They had total dedication. They were all in. They just didn't get it done. No doubt. And I'll tell you who's got some answers is Steel Toe and Sam Mateo. He wants to share them. What's up, baby? Hey, thanks a lot, fellas. Love the show. I I, I am going through my uh, stages of grief after that Super Bowl loss. And, you know, I, I kind of understand what's going on with Shanahan. We're going to have to. I guess kind of put up with him or or endure him as fans. So the only way I could think of how we can kind of endure him a little bit more is uh, bring something more exciting to the team mm. with Kyle Shanahan. And 
I, I don't know. What, what, what do you guys think about bringing in Deion Sanders at the defensive coordinator, how he would just lighten up the whole fan base here and, and the team here? Thanks a lot, man. I love you. If he's hurt, <laughs> Deion ain't coming as no DC. You know what they really need is they need a Deion Sanders player. That's what they need. Well, damn. I mean, if you really want to talk about it, they don't need Dion the coordinator. They need Dion the corner. Mm. I mean, if you go back and look, 81, they had Ronnie Lott and Eric Wright. Yeah. 84, they had Eric Wright. Eric Wright was awesome against We saw him Dan in Marino. Vegas. I mean, Eric Wright's an amazing I and he was an the amazing Larry. talent. He was supposed to come on with us, and I botched it. I'll leave that. And really? Evan don't even know it. Yeah. Uh, I messed up. He, oh, man. 22. The pride of Mizzou. Yeah. He, was, he was a futuristic corner when they drafted him uh, in 81. And he was there for the first two. Then at 88, 89, the Niners had uh, Don Griffin and Tim McHire, two really, really good cover corners. And then 94, they had Dion and Eric Davis. Um, and right now, I mean, I like Mooney Ward. He's a good, solid number two corner, but he's not a true number one. I think they need a true number one corner to go with Lenore and and uh, and Mooney, and you know, no more leaning on Ambry and and guys oh, who are man. just kind of iffy. Um, you got. I mean, look at the look at what Kansas City did to the Niner receivers with Snead and McDuffie. And then you got to have the ability to snuff out another team's candle. Um, and the Niners have Mooney, and Mooney had a good year. But I think Mooney's not a true one. I think Mooney's a like a really good number two. And I think Lenore's a really solid nickel. Uh, but they need a true number one, shut you down, you know, take away half the field kind of a corner. I mean, it would really help. You know what, Larry? Just hearing you say that, and I, I don't disagree. But the way that game played out, and let's just talk about the – I keep going back to it because I can uh, – the lack of the pass rush. You know, we always hear, you know, secondary or corner's best friend is a is a pass rush. What's your number one reason why they went on a milk carton collectively? Do you think Bosa just – do you think his holdout set the tone? I mean, you had Hargrave. You had Armstead coming back. I was told, you know, before you brought in the acquisition of – and I thought you were lucky to to bring in a Chase Young and, and a Randy Gregory because I was sitting there scratching my head, Larry, when those acquisitions happened. Like, hold on. This is supposed to be – this is what your defense is based on before those two cats came. But to get those two cats into your – building go out there and outside of the Jacksonville game forget Dallas and Philly Larry my number one question is to you why didn't it work why didn't they wreck havoc because you pointed out the corners before you answer but talk to me about the D-line and why they just they went missing yeah, I mean, it, they have a lot of big names that didn't play big. I mean, I think part of there's there's some real reasons, right? They're not excuses, they're reasons. Armstead had plantar fasciitis. It came out that he played with a torn meniscus from the Philly game on. So he had a torn meniscus and plantar fasciitis. So physically, he was a shadow of himself at the end of the year. Damn. Hargrave played the last part of the year with a broken thumb, um, and maybe that impacted him. I was very disappointed in what Hargrave gave. I mean, Hargrave didn't. He got forty million dollars guaranteed, and he was basically a no-show. Chase Young, Cadillac, Mister Young. Yeah, I ain't I mean, calling him Chase. You know, come yeah. on. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, good dude. Uh, talked to him a lot. Uh, you know, this year, like talking to him, but. You know, I mean, people question his character. I think everybody thought we were talking about, like, you know, off the field. But his off the field character is fine. It's his on the oh, field man, character. Man, he that motor. He, he doesn't play hard all yeah. the time. And he was just going through the motions at times. And that then you lost Clee Farrell, who did play hard all the time. That was a kick to the gut. Uh, you just kind of ran out of dudes. Randy Gregory's a little light for uh-huh. what the Niners are looking for. Drake Jackson fell apart this year. Robert Beal got a lot of speed, but you know, asking him to go from super raw player at Georgia to you know regular player in, in a rotation was maybe asking a lot. They just ran out of dudes. I mean, Kalia Davis didn't develop. Sebastian Joseph Day didn't give him much. Kinlaw came on. Kinlaw, but, um, man. But, you know, he's not a big sack the quarterback guy. Givens, I thought his effort was really, if you know, inconsistent right there with Chase Young. So, I mean, eventually... You know, you got to have somebody do it. I mean, somebody's got to do it. Bosa, I thought, was pretty strong. 
Uh, and he dialed it up as the season went on. I thought but, he had an okay Super Bowl, Larry. I felt no his key, impact was He had no key playoffs. Fine. I mean, he was okay in the playoffs. Two sacks just, against Detroit. You gotta you gotta have something more than that. I mean, they they're they're gonna this is gonna be a really interesting offseason for the Niners because Young, Farrell, Givens, Kinlaw, Gregory, and Joseph Day are all free agents. Let's start with Young. If it were up to you, would he be coming no. back? Wow. It's not coming back. Okay. Wow. It's up to me. He's not coming back. Mm. I like Randy Gregory. He's not coming back either. Not at that money. Uh, Kinlaw, I would bring back if you can get a good deal. Um, you know, he played pretty well, but probably not so well that he's going to get priced out. So he probably could come back. I'm moving on from Givens. I would bring Farrell back just because I like the motor. Uh, but I mean, he's not like he was some, doing okay up until he got hurt. He's okay. I mean, he was actually a, a much more significant loss than you would ever think because he's actually, you know, really a, he played with his hair on fire. They got to find out if Drake Jackson's a player, but they got to go find some guys. I mean, there's a lot of talk that the Chargers are forty. Five million dollars over the NFL salary cap. They got the first, the fourth worst cap Harbaugh. in the entire in the entire uh, sport, and they've got Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. Uh, and there's a lot of talk that they may cut loose one of those guys. It probably is going to be Joey Bosa because Mack's coming off a 17 sack season. So. You know, can you can you kiss off some of these uh, D linemen and and add Joey Bosa to your mix? I mean, that would add some. D, you know, Bosa's not had. You know, Joey Bosa's had two years in a row now where he hasn't really done much. But only, he gets hurt when the wind blows too. You're right. I mean, he only had 14 appearances in the last two years. Um, Damn. But maybe and only nine sacks in the last two years combined. But he's only 28, and maybe playing him here. Maybe he uh, he gets healthy and plays better ball, but that would be interesting. I mean, they they're gonna have to they're gonna have to find themselves a defensive coordinator, find themselves a really solid right tackle, and rebuild their defensive line all in this offseason. Yeah, I, and so, I wouldn't have had that on the checklist starting last season as something they needed to pay attention to. But you you are right; there are some major decisions there. Let's major. go out to uh, San Jose and welcome Austin to the program. What's up, Austin? Hey, what's up, Goo? What's up, my guy? What's up, Larry? How you doing, man? Listen, always enjoy your uh, knowledge about the NFL, not just the Niners. I had a question uh, about the coaching changes, which I don't know that that's been talked a lot. Everybody wants to dwell on the Super Bowl. It's over. But what about the coaching changes? And my, your guy Peter's going to run my commanders. Uh, we're pretty excited about that. And we took a bunch of gurus, to, uh, coaches, too. So what are your thoughts around Niner uh, uh, coaching changes? And, and what's your thoughts just quick around uh, – Peters and what he's putting together in, in D.C., if you, if you don't mind commenting on that. Thanks, Larry. Yeah, I love Peters. I think Peters is smart. Um, it was interesting that they struck out on the Detroit OC who said they're basketball Johnson, guys. he stayed, yeah. Yeah, and he said they're basketball guys. And, you know, of course, we know they're basketball guys because Bob Myers is yeah. there. Um, I like what the commanders are doing, though. I mean, and I understand why Bob Myers went there. You know, he could potentially reignite, a, you know, a global football, you know, uh, iconic brand that's dormant right now. Uh, the commanders, once upon a time, I mean, going back to the Redskin days, they were, you know, Jack Kent Cook was like the East Coast version of Eddie D. Joe Gibbs was the East Coast version of Bill Walsh. I mean, you go back to the district or Maryland or any part of Virginia, I mean, they're they're rabid for the commanders mm. back there. It's hovering beneath the surface because Snyder was such a joke. Man. He was so terrible. And they need a QB, Larry, in but the I worst lo- way. But I love what they're doing. I mean, you go get, you know, Bob Myers. He puts the thing in place to get Peters. Uh, you know, Peters is, you know, just took Daryl Tapp, who I I think it's a really high-energy D-line coach assistant to Chris Kosarek. He now goes there. So I like what the commanders are doing, um, and I think it's just a matter of time before they kind of build things up. As far as what the Niners are doing with the assistants, you know, I mean, I don't know who it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be Vrabel. I would go with Belichick and try to offer him the what bag. What about Staley? I don't really love Brandon Staley because I just feel like um, – you know, he's a guy that, you know, well, his worst thing was that he went for it all the time at fourth down. As a head coach, a but head now coach. we're talking about D coordinator. He was good with the Rams this, in 2020. This was his claim to fame. Yeah. So I'm not saying, but he also runs a 3 4. 
and there mm. is that jive with the wide nine. If you're going to change up, I'd almost rather go for a bigger name like Belichick or or Vrabel. The guy that I think could be their guy could be Chris Kiffin, who's the linebackers coach for the Texans. And the reason I say that is just that he was spent 2018 and 2019 with the 49ers. He's been a coordinator before. And I think the Niners are going to need to find an, a linebacker replacement for Dre Greenlaw. I think that and, it's a must. And I think there's a chance that Chris, who's real tight with Aziz Al-Shair, maybe could get Aziz to come back. Maybe Vrabel could. But those names are the ones that I that strike me as the most you know the most likely it would be Vrabel, Chris Kiffin. I'm hoping for Belichick, but um, obviously that's going to take. Your fever is high, and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us: trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beauty Rest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Some major ego negotiation and a and a Brinks truck of cash. Oh, I mean, man, come on. Come on, I mean, but there is no cap in what you pay your assistant coaches. And if Bill Belichick wants $25 million for two years to be the Niners D for the next two years, and I'm Jed. I'm cutting that check, man. And as he would, and I love that. And who wouldn't want him? I'm, I'm, man, there's not a Niner fan that would say no. But Larry, I just think of Bill and and the the numerous interviews he's had for head coach. I still don't understand why, why he, he didn't get, get a job. That yeah. oh, there's a new type of player. Whatever. That dude is the best thing going to me. They and still I, were better than the Niners man, this year. And I'll say this, Larry. Does he want to be? You know, not a head coach on somebody's staff after being a head coach and one of the best to ever do it. Now, he may, but there's something about it that where I'm like, you know, he's probably laying in the weeds, waiting for the right situation as head coach and not doing Is a pitch Is that going to come? I don't know. And do the Niners want to roll the dice on, use musical chairs, I guess in a good way for the guys like Sala and D'Amico Ryans who have parlayed their defensive coordinator tenure into a head coach, but that still leaves the actual Niners with, you know, no continuity because you got to go find somebody and this one, they struck out with Wilkes. Do they want that to where, so okay, they hey, Bill, you're our guy, and then next offseason, I'm out. I'm the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. You yeah, know? I mean, he's an outside guy. Yeah. They didn't have success this time going with an outside guy. But if you don't have an inside guy, you just chased off Steve Wilkes. You're going to replace him with Daniel Bullocks, really? Uh-huh. I mean, and say, hey, you know, fan base, this is our first-time defensive coordinator. I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at Kansas City. Man, there's an awful lot of uh, you know intelligence on that Spagnolo side. And how's Belichick different than Spagnolo? I mean, obviously he's a better head coach, but they both were head coaches who would be taking steps back. It's been done before. That's all I'll say. It's okay. like Ozzie Newsom is an assistant to Eric DaCosta right now, yeah. and Ozzie Newsom was one of the best GMs in the game. Built the Bill, Ravens. Bill Walsh came back as a Niner, you know, Coach Stanford after he won three Super Bowls. Um, Sid wow. Gilman was a great coach in the fifties and sixties. He was the Eagles' quarterback coach in '81 and was coaching Steve Young with the LA Express in the USFL in the mid '80s. So I'm just saying, sometimes for these guys who are true lifers, I just have a hard time thinking. 
of Belichick as out of football, and I have a hard time thinking of him as an announcer. And I think um, he's coming back. Yeah, I don't see that in the announcer yeah. thing. Doesn't seem like him. And I don't. I don't know. I'm you know. Uh, and there is no you know. It would take Kyle to minimize his ego. But it would take Belichick to minimize his ego, and because both guys would have to, you know, really check their ego at the door. That's I think asking a lot. I think it's viable, but yeah. because both guys would have to, it's not like one guy would check his ego and the other guy wouldn't. Both guys would have to check their ego big time to make that work. No doubt. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero Kruger and Guru on a payday Friday. Let's go out to Campbell and welcome Billy to the program. Larry, you may not like this call. What's up, Billy? <laughs> Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. Great show as always. Do you're the man. I'll be quick as possible, guys. I've been a Niner fan since towards the end of Steve Young. I'm 40 years old. I feel bad for my wife and 13-year-old daughter who are more like new Niner fans and we're hoping for the big win. Let me just say, before Shanahan, it's on Jed York. Ever since he let go of Harbaugh and let the Kaepernick so-called franchise that could have been fizzle away and left it to Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll to handle all them Super Bowls and them that run they had, that should have been our run. We shouldn't have had to start over. And if I recall, Jed York fired Harbaugh because he didn't win the big one, according to him. And I know it was deeper than that. They didn't get along. But where's Harbaugh at now? Harbaugh just won the college championship, which is very hard to do. He's back in the league on the second time we lose the Super Bowl. And I'm willing to bet that the Chargers win one before we do. And, oh, my God, don't get me started on Kyle Shanahan. Talk about the biggest choke artist in sports right now. I understand losing the game. I understand getting beat. I understand when you're less talented. But 28 to 10, that's a choke. 10 up in the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter, that's a choke. Uh, it was actually twenty eight. It was twenty eight to yeah, three. Yeah, he helped him out. But yeah, twenty eight three. But yeah, we appreciate the phone call. But yeah, you know, yeah. But Larry, he he's not going anywhere. And I hear yeah. I hear what he's saying. I mean, the Harbaugh thing. I mean, forty four nineteen and one. Um, Har- but that was personal, right? The fallout. Well, that was wasn't a mutual deal. Har- <clears throat> what happened there with Harbaugh and the 49ers is that Harbaugh negotiated a five year, twenty five million dollar deal. Yeah. In that deal, he was supposed to be happy with with Trent Baalke as the general manager. Harbaugh went to the 49ers 24 hours after that presser uh, where they announced him as the head coach and said, you know what, I really don't want Trent Baalke. I want Michael Lombardi. And unfortunately, Jed didn't keep that to himself. That somehow got back to Trent. And so those guys That's when it started, Larry? They Ah. never got along. If you go back, the only presser where they really were truly happy together uh, was the first one. After that, they were working together grudgingly, uh, trying to survive one another. And so that's why Jed, the second time around, was so eager to have the GM and the coach be in lockstep because he saw what happened when that central relationship is not a good, healthy relationship. Um, so I think that's really what happened. Harbaugh kind of also, you know, disrespected Parag, disrespected Jed, um, ran, you know, d- lost a lot of the players in the locker room when they practiced head-to-head against the Ravens, and he added all these plays to the play script uh, to, to satisfy his brother. A lot of the players were upset by, hey, you know, your your brother wants to practice five more plays. Well, it's our ass out here practicing, and you're going to you know, subject us to five more, you know, plays of uh, of hitting to help your brother. What about covering us, and not covering him? So I think he lost some of the guys in the room with that. Damn, um, there was there was it wasn't like everything was hunky dory and in Harbaugh land, and Jed just said, "Get the hell out of here." Uh, this the, the thing had run its course. Yeah, no doubt. And speaking of course. Larry, you kind of hit me in the cardiac muscle, you know, bringing up the Dallas Cowboys or other franchises that it's been 30 years since they got to a championship game. And when you step back and you just bring up the name Kyle Shanahan, Larry, I recognize and understand the man's brilliance offensively. And this is an ongoing theme. He's turned a team that was 4-12 and around, took him to a Super Bowl, and he did it with a quarterback that was average at best, and that was Jimmy Garoppolo. So I almost give two stars to Kyle for doing it without a, a Joe Montana per se. And you had a 10-point lead with six minutes left um, 
in that Super Bowl. And then you get to multiple NFC Championship games with Jimmy. You strike out on Trey Lance. You take the owner. I mean, you, you could do nothing else but take ownership of that. And you talked about it where he did that presser and won a lot of people over because you know what? He said he, he matched, he botched it. And then you, 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 you get mystery relevant and he takes you, you coach him up to take you to the NFC championship against the Eagles. He got hurt. No harm, no foul. Then you come right back. You get a trade from McCaffrey and you're in the Super Bowl. So man, Larry, 31 teams would give their right arm to enjoy that winning, uh, going to bed on Sunday night, knowing that you're one of top the top three team, if not the best. And I just look at and understand the rhetoric of and disappointment revolved around Kyle. Not that he's a bum, but Larry, you do wonder. You know, are we watching Marv Levy? Are we watching Dan Reeves? Guys that are good coaches, but just couldn't kick it in. And he and, and I'm Steiny's on my. I can hear him now. Gooey's 44, and you're right. But what you don't want to have happen is Andy Reid in Philly, where he figured it out, and he was brilliant in Philly, but he never could get that that trophy, and he went and did it in Kansas City. So I say all that to say is you got to be careful. Because there's no guarantee Kyle's going to get it done here unless he admits that he his heir. And in doing that, that's when you grow, Larry. Well, I mean, I, okay, so there's a couple things. Right, we'll get to that. I'm going to we'll, do the... Uh, okay, we'll, get, we'll uh, hit that next, next Yeah, we segment. got the... Uh, it's time for the difference maker of the week. And our difference maker of the week, Larry, is Steph Curry. 3.3 to go. Warriors down 112-110. Pajemski bounce pass over to Curry. Steps and fires a three. It's up and good! He hit it! Seven to go, Curry! Just wheeled to the right, about a 28-footer. Nothing but net. 113 to 112, Warriors. The Suns call their final timeout with point seven. Steph Curry is the difference maker of the week, brought to you by Freedman's Appliance, a trusted name since 1922. Visit freedmansappliance.com today. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. No, Steiny. It is Larry Kruger live in the flesh. We take you to 2 p.m. Larry, we got to talk hoops because we don't get to hook up. Seriously, seriously. And the Golden State Warriors had a great win last night, a close great win last night, 27 and 26 at the break. Uh, If you don't mind, I just want to share with you where I had this version of the Golden State Warriors about a month ago. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah. Larry, I thought they were dead. I I was mad at a lot of people. I was mad at their defense. I I go back to the Pelican massacre when they came in to chase and embarrass the Warriors. And then who came in after them? There was another team that came in and just uh, the the, what Pelicans and who else came in after them? The Raptors. The Raptors. Thank you. How could I forget that? And just embarrass them. And I'm like, oh, they got to make a move. I don't know what's going on. Do you do you, you dangle Kaminga and Larry Kruger? I said this. Not Steph getting old, but the game all of a sudden seemed a little more difficult. And lo and behold, number 23 comes back named Draymond Money Green out of Saginaw, Michigan. And I'm telling you, I issued him. If I had his address, I would have sent a bouquet of flowers because Stani used to tell me, Larry, how important Draymond Green was, not just to the Warriors, but to Steph's game. And lo and behold, I didn't approve him hitting Nurkic. He did it on purpose, but that's for another day. He gets suspended and comes back. And now this team has a thug-like basketball ball mentality. The ball pressure is there, Larry. Steph's getting off 18 or 19 or 15 three-pointers. Uh, you're getting contributions from a starter slash bench player, Pajemski, because he's smarter than everybody. And now Kaminga's getting you uh, easy buckets. And I'm watching this Warrior team, uh, Larry, all of a sudden be free. And now I'm like, is this a strength in numbers? I ain't there yet. But I like what I see. And now they sit at number 10 in the Western Conference. And Larry, if this continues, because they're not making the move, we'll play some Lake Up Sound here shortly. 
They're going to be trade deadlines come and go. No doubt about it. But I say all that before I pass it is I'm seeing Buffalo Springfield. Something's happening here. And I feel like, and all I ask for with Dub Nation is to give one of these teams, if you get a seven game series, if you handle your business in the play in, if somehow you don't get to six, which are what? Right now, just well, you're five games back of the pills. But Larry, I like where they're at. And they could cause a problem. I'm excited. I mean, you know, first of all, shame on Draymond Green. I mean, he's my favorite player, but I mean, he's. Well, I mean, whoa. Well, we hadn't would, talked since. I mean, yeah. What do we. Come on. I mean, <laughs> Get it out the, the, the Nurkic thing was a premeditated no hit. I mean, do you want to play? Do you not want to play? Do you want to be on the court? Do you not want to be on the court? Do you want to see your team make the playoffs? Do you not want your team to make the playoffs? I just think the way he went about the whole first half of the year, it's like, dude, what are okay. you doing? Um, but I agree, it is coming together. Man. And. You know, I love I love Steve. I yeah. think Steve's a really good coach. I know there's you know it's funny. I told you my donut buddy, my don't the guy who owns a donut shop in uh, in Walnut Creek. Every time I see him, he's like, you know, they got to fire Kerr, man. They they got to fire. I'm like, dude, they've had like parades. Have you noticed parades? Four of them. I'm like, you know, four parades. You want really want to fire? But this we were guy? getting calls on that too, Larry. There are a lot of people that want to fire Kerr. Um, I I just. I'm I'm happy that it's coming together. Right. I like the mix. I'm a big Trace Jackson Davis fan. I really like Pajemski. Um, seemingly out of nowhere, Wiggins kind of found himself. I don't I don't know where that came from. Kuminga is my favorite warrior to watch. I'm thrilled that they didn't trade him. Mm. Uh, I wanted to see them make a move at the trade deadline, but they, they didn't. called on LeBron. Well, they they call him LeBron. I didn't want to see LeBron. No, I hate you. LeBron. Okay. I'm a Warrior fan. I hate LeBron. I want LeBron nowhere near this thing. It's so funny too that they're like, oh, you know, well, we considered LeBron. I don't like LeBron. I don't want LeBron. Most Warrior fans don't want LeBron. I I don't think there's this like clamoring of oh, oh yes, bring us LeBron. Come on, no, no to LeBron. Um, and I don't want to see LeBron this offseason either. I know Steph has talked about it. I know it would break the NBA and this and that. But, Steve, it's February the 16th, and you're just now bringing Clay Thompson off the bench. Mm. Clay Thompson should have been coming off the bench since, like, December wow. 1st on. Wow. I mean, the Clay Thompson needed to come off the bench. Clay Thompson is a is a he loves to hoist. Now on the second unit, all he's got to do is 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 you know doesn't make anybody better. He just can shoot, just shoot it, and lean on him a little bit. I thought watching him go for thirty five last night after off the bench and, yeah. and and just coming to grips with it. It's like <sighs> there's been a heaviness to the Warriors because Clay was just this awesome, uh, enthusiastic young guy who was the easiest guy to blend in with, but now in the twilight of his career. He's so bitter and angry and and you know I don't know if he's resentful if he's just having a hard time coming to grasps with the decline in his physical status and his game mm. but he just there there's been this vibe around him where he used to be this joy player and now there's like nothing it's like there's no joy in in Clayville wow. you know what I mean wow, but Larry. now you put him on the bench now you're bringing him off the bench and letting him hoist and letting him shoot it and he seems to be liberated by it and freed up by it and you know what Go with it. Just go with it. I mean, the fact that he was like, hey, Manu Ginobili made it to the Hall of Fame, and he came off the bench. Ray Allen, too. I mean, mean, just the fact that he's kind of understanding that, hey, it's okay. It's okay to come off the bench, and you've made $150 million in your career or more. You've gotten $100 million from Anta, probably another 150 from the Warriors. You're good. You're good. You've been respected. Um, but this this vibe between well they offered him a two year forty eight million dollar deal and he feels disrespected enough of that and I think the first step was Kerr talking to him the second step was this move bringing him off the bench I'm excited for the Warriors with Clay coming off the bench that's interesting because Coach Kerr you know I didn't know if last night him coming off the bench was a result before the infraction I'll call it the night before where they put him in the game Larry and the Curry hits a three. They're down three. 39 seconds left. 
I don't know if you saw it. Clay yeah. just fouled. Like, and and I've never seen Steve Kerr with that look of like, what, he's like WTF. Like right. he's he turned to his coaches. Kerr didn't go bench. to sleep that night. Like he it was hard at, to go to bed like, the other night. Who's the coach that's sitting right there with the white Atkinson? hair? Atkinson? No, no, the um, the guy who does the shoot around with Steph before um anyway, the guy Oh Frazier. Frazier. With Bruce the beer. Frazier. Yeah. He looked at Bruce Frazier like, <laughs> what the you know what I mean? What the heck? Like, right. didn't we just discuss this? threw the rookie threw his hands up. He went double touchdown. Like, what yeah. just happened? But to that point, so Clay, I didn't know if that was a punishment, it. Larry. Do you think that was a punishment that this was the game 24 hours after that well, he it, came off the bench and was cursing? I don't give a damn after that infraction. Clay, <laughs> you ain't starting tonight. I, I'm asking you. I don't know, but it that's how been. I took it. It could have been. Right. But, I mean, I think that's the wrong way to approach this Ooh, with Clay. Oh, okay. Because Clay's prideful. First of all, I love Clay Thompson. I, I think do Clay too. Thompson, I've, I've gone to basketball clinics with my kids when Clay was first coming into the league. Clay was so good with the kids. He's like a gigantic kid. That's what he is. And it's like, you know what? I think he's one of my favorite athletes in the history of covering they love Bay him. Area sports. I'm glad that they didn't trade him. I'm glad that he's here. I hope they go to the finish line with Clay Thompson. But get him in a role that he embraces fully and fits your your roster. And coming off the bench and being a he could just major, let him fly, Larry. He could be a prime. He could be a he could be Andrew Tony. <laughs> right. Remember, remember the, the Boston, Boston Strangler. Strangler. Look at him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the young kids going Andrew Tony. <laughs> yeah, I'm that? looking at Grandy. <laughs> Grandy's like Andrew Tony. Yeah. I have no idea. Benjamin Franklin. Sixers yeah. used to have this guy who would come. He'd go. For, he'd pop for forty <laughs> off the bench. Right. You know, and Clay can be that guy on this team. He can literally just be like, I'm hoisting. I. I'm the offensive uh, fulcrum. And play on the, free, on the not think unit. about it. Yes. Because I see I mean, him thinking out there, Larry, sometimes, and that's when you start feeling, you, you know, the basketball bad that, you know, did he foul because he wasn't having a good shooting night? And it feels like, you know, he's just – but last night, of all nights, I'm like, this is the Clay Thompson experience. It, the night before, I cost him or a bad foul, and then I, I come off the bench, and then I, I look like the – like – I said this, not big consistent. Even during his trials and tribulations, Larry, I could give you six teams that would want Clay Thompson. The New York Knicks to have a spot-up shooter. I thought the lack of space before Kaminga exploded uh, hurt Clay more than everybody. Guys were closing out because he lost a little athleticism or quickness, and guys were getting to him quicker than they had. And when you look at what was around him, it, he, like he was the byproduct of, I don't have that guy, the Kate, Kevin Durant. Now all of a sudden, their spacing is great. Everybody's a threat damn near. And uh, he reached back into it last night. Let's hear him yeah. on his mindset last night about him feeling free. Found out this morning. Me and Steve had a good talk about it. You know, you could do two things. You could pout or you can go out there and respond. And I thought I did the latter very well tonight. Especially no turnovers and missed a few box outs though. But more importantly, uh, I realized I'm going to play a ton of minutes. So you just got to let the ego go when you think of coming off the bench and all that. So, I mean, I thought about Mono Ginobili. That guy has four rings and gold medal, and he came off the bench his whole career. And I don't think anyone looks down on his Hall of Fame candidacy. He's uh, one of the greats, and I thought I'd, I mean, I embraced it before tip. I mean, I deserved it, really. I didn't didn't respond to the not playing at the end of the game well last night. I kind of took it out on the assistant coaches, and I apologized to those guys before the game. And I think that really let uh, my guard down. Let me just be myself out there. Damn, Larry, I didn't hear that in real time. I didn't either. I, I didn't realize I, that. There's videos floating around like December 13th game. You know, he he's not finishing. He's just barking. And I, you don't know who he's barking at, but you can just tell he's upset. He Clay Thompson has been, has always been a vitally key component of the Warriors' chemistry. He's when their chemistry, he was the guy who just wanted to run and run and run for days and just, you know, guard and and just play the game and hang out with his dog and read the CC Times and, you know, and then, you know what I mean? I mean, seriously, he was the easiest guy to play with 
early on because he was just joyful and almost just like, you know, like they had this youthful innocence to him. Now his vibe has been burdensome to this team. And he's a he- it's a heavy vibe. It's a it's a vibe of making other people uncomfortable. And if 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 he if he needs to point to Manu uh, to get comfortable yeah. with it, whatever he needs to point to, Clay, just embrace this because the fans love you. The coaches love you. Your teammates love you. But your vibe and your he- the heaviness. What do Willard bring- call it? The pouting. The pouting, yeah. but just the heaviness of of a player as great as this in his twilight years, having a hard time coming to grips with it, weighs the entire, that was a burden to this franchise. And if he would just embrace his bench role yeah, and be joyful once again, I think I, they could put, pull an upset and, and get out of the play-in round. And, and, and maybe I would even call that a success. And maybe even extend a, a Minnesota or somebody like no that doubt about in, the, it. in the first round. Larry, and I'll tell you this, because uh, Pat McAfee has Sham Sharani on. He's, we're going to play it uh, in two seconds here. But the beautiful thing about this, uh, if this thing can work, is the fact that – I'm not an NBA player. They're tired, most likely. They're looking forward to the break. You know, guys are going to get away. But what if I told you selfishly, I hate that this game happened for them, and now we got until next Thursday before we see them play again because the true test will be, and they play the Lakers, if they continue to bring them off the bench, my is a parent, and I'm not his daddy. But my thing is, okay, Clay, how are you going to handle it if you're one for nine coming off the bench and a couple of those? You know, that's when it'll really get tested it was all good yesterday because you know you went for 35 and you were just a flamethrower but I wish we had more games sooner and maybe his mentals would get right in the team but Larry we won't know you know what I mean how he'll handle that until keep next it simple Thursday. I would just say to him keep it simple don't don't overthink it just play all just right. play and play with joy because let, let's be honest you got a lot to be thankful for, oh, right? Man. You're rich, you're young, you're in great shape, you've got rings, you got money in the bank, you're on a team that loves you, playing in front of fans that you got the curly hair. You. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean you're you know, life's good. Random. Life's good and go out there and just play free and play and play joyful. Grandy, you mentioned uh, Shams was on uh, the great Pat McAfee. Let's hear what he said in regard to Clay's future, Larry. This has been a stressful year for Klay Thompson. I think he's 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 been going through it at different points, and I think he's doing the best he can to get through it. But he's he's set to be a free agent at the end of the season. From everything I expect him to test the marketplace, I would expect Ooh. both Florida teams. I would expect both LA teams. Um, Austin. I I would expect potentially Indiana. a couple East Coast teams uh, to have interest in Klay Thompson. He's as of right now, unless there's a miracle extension, he's going to test the marketplace. And I think the Warriors have understood going into the year after they didn't extend him. His future his future's up in there just for the simple fact he's going to be going into free agency. Wow. And Larry, he, you, you, what, both Florida teams, the Clippers, the Lakers, like, and Stani always says, Goo, this is his worst, met, you know, metric-wise of his career. But, yeah, he set the bar. This dude made the most, three, most threes last year. Well, he turned down, allegedly. What was it? Uh, two years, two, $48 million. Yeah, so two so, for 24. Right, so what do you think he's going to get? Honestly, because he's making $43 million or whatever. That's part of the reason they really couldn't find a trade, because what are you going to take coming back? I'll tell you this, Larry. Hearing Joe Lacob on Cal Commie's podcast, and we'll play some of that sound before we get out of here, talk about his his his, infa- his infatu- not infatuation, just his love for Draymond Green. And I'm not saying that's why Drake got the contract, but there's no doubt that Klay Thompson is right there with Draymond Green. So if it was two for uh, 48, which would be 24, if he plays this, not worth 24. I mean, I hate to, but Draymond might not be worth 25. But it was almost what have you done for me lately? You know what you've done for me and what you've meant to this organization, and maybe that's why Dre got the four for 100. So you ask me, Larry, I think the Warriors would that deal is still there, and. Maybe you could take it up to 27. To, I don't know, but I think that is still there, the 2 for 28. I, I'm topping out at 2 and 40. 2 for 40. $20 million yeah. a year, take it or leave it. I can't imagine Miami, Orlando, or any of these other teams. The Lakers? They can offer more than 20 million. Up. They can have from offer Clay Thompson off of this year <laughs> more than $20 million a year. I don't think so. 
Larry, I'm looking at his three-point percentage, 37% from three. You know how many guys would give their right arm to have that percentage? And again, last year, he took the most threes, but he made the most two. I just think in the right situation, and maybe it's him coming off the bench, but I'll say this. I'm no doctor. We had Dr. Oz on in Vegas. I screamed for him, and then he came out. Got out. We had to rush him off. He, he was on a long time. But, Larry... I'm no doctor, but when I watched Clay before last night, I thought to myself, you know what? It's probably so hard because he's been, he's built this. He was part of the, you know, the foundation and watching guys like, no shade at these guys, Pajimski and Kaminga take off right in front of his eyes. That's probably a hard pill to swallow. So if he is going to reinvent himself, this is just psychology one on one. You tell me what you think. Maybe it would be easier just to go to another place and be that for the first time in the other place as opposed to the ghost of what you were and now you're sitting down watching you know other guys do what no, you did you're totally right so I maybe mean, that might be and maybe the Lakers throw 30 or 25 at them but the dude my point is Larry can still shoot it he can he's not the defender that he was he doesn't have the agility he doesn't guard ones and twos he guards threes and fours right I mean it's a he's a different player than he used to be um, but a lot of it's going to be predicated on how he plays down the stretch and in the playoffs that's going to determine yeah. what the value is across the league um, I you know I, I think that uh, he's probably not worth that money but um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what it looks like. To, if he can really lean into this bench role and teams, and but you know, so you, you think it's I agree sure. with your point, yeah. by the way, which yeah. is it's easier to take somewhere a, less money <laughs> and a lesser role in a different no room, no doubt, man, because you don't lose face, no doubt, Larry. You, you can't tell me that, that doesn't room. bother him when he pulls up in the parking lot. And no, you know what? I, it's just but natural. At the end no of the hate day, at the end of the day, you're running to a place that's going to evaluate you solely well, on how you play next the next game. Here, at least you're getting evaluated by people that saw your greatest era and have an appreciation for the championship. Let's hear Kerr talk about uh, his plans for Clay in regard to coming off the bench. You plan on continuing to bring him off the bench? Yeah. Forward? Yeah. Um, Doesn't mean it's permanent, but as I said, I like that lineup with BP and the other four. And, um, you know, Clay coming off the bench gives us a lot of firepower. We'll give it a little look and we'll see how it goes from there. Speaking of which, Larry, Brent, I love it. my son, I told you, team manager at uh, Santa Clara, and I got to see BP uh, Pods play college basketball last year more, about 10 times. Larry met the kid. I never once in a million years took it off the table that he could make the NBA. I'm no scout. But, Larry, to watch what he's doing, to fly in with reckless abandon at his size, uh, be able to dribble it, get the rebound, make passes, just use his noggin and be this smart. It's incredible. And he's inserted himself into this team in crutch time. I mean, well, who you can't know. like this? And people try to hate, man. There, there are hate BP haters out there, and I don't know what it's about, really? but not over here, man. Well, I'll just say this. Give Pods his credit, David. If you're on a court with guys that are better and you want them to appreciate you, what do you do? You rebound. Mm. Right? You go you go to the court. I don't care if you're playing in the panhandle. Yeah. You're playing with a bunch of guys that are better than you. And what could you do to help your team where you're not getting a bunch of crazy looks? Rebound and pass. And take charges, Larry. Take charges. Know how to play. You know, know what a good know how to play off of others. Yeah. But rebound. That's Why? Because re I mean, you know it. It doesn't matter what level, high school, college, or pro. The guy who rebounds consistently plays and gets PT Talk and gets me, minutes. If you rebound, you play. Why? Because rebounding is thankless. And and it also, it's kind of like sacks in college compared to the NFL. Rebounding transfers. You know, you're, you're Jerome Lane at University of Pittsburgh. You Look come to, you. into the NBA, you can still <laughs> rebound. You're Rodman at whatever, Southeast, whatever he went to. And then you come into the NBA, you rebound. 
it translates. Pajemski can rebound the basketball. What is he averaging? He had six last night. He had eight assists. Uh, he played 34 minutes. He can make 25 guys better. Yeah, no doubt about it. He and, rebounds. And it's almost like he's the perfect fit for what the Warriors type of player, cerebral, you know? It's he's just, kind of a better version, a cheaper, better version of DiVincenzo. And, and it's funny you say that, but what about his ability coming from the left side with the dribble? His footwork and ability to create his own shot. Larry, I watched it. I feel like I know what these dudes are thinking. Oh, I'm about to take him, and then I'm about to D him up. And his ability to create his own shot. I mean, he's been hitting a wide open shot. I mean, not everyone, but for a rookie to be in there with Steph Curry at the end, trusted at the end of games, I'm like, damn. And I don't know where this is going, Larry, but man, BP has uh, made his imprint on this team. He knows how to play. He knows how to play. Larry, we'll get into, we'll take more calls on the Golden State Warriors. Also, any final last thoughts of the 49ers? We're here for you. And a reminder that you can catch all four hours of Steiny and Guru on the free Odyssey app. Plus, watch us on YouTube and Twitch. Brought to you by First NorCal Credit Union. Upgrade your savings dividend. Open a First NorCal First Class Money Market today. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with a vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.